The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to the Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast with me, your host, Ger McCarthy. You can follow me on Twitter at atgermccarthy74. In the first of a two-part special, we look ahead to Cork's TG Cahar All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football Final Clash with four in a row chasing Dublin. We'll hear from Cork's head coach Paddy O'Shea, as well as senior players Martin O'Brien from Clonakilty, Kiro Sullivan from Mornabi, and Nemo Rangers' Saoirse Noonan. We'll also hear from Mornabi's Shane Ronane on his decision to step down as Tipperary Ladies Senior Football Manager after four years at the helm. That's all to come on this week's Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast. Cork's TG Carr All-Ireland Ladies Football Championship semi-final win over Galway was overshadowed by the LGFA's decision to move the fixture from Parnell Park to Croke Park. A frozen Parnell Park pitch forced the association into a late venue change, but Galway's seven-minute warm-up and alleged pre-match treatment attracted plenty of national headlines over the following 24 hours. I caught up with Cork head coach Paddy O'Shea, who was eager to draw a line under the issue and move on ahead of Cork's All-Ireland final preparations for the big match against Dublin. We were all set for Dublin, very well organised again. Michelle and Dominic played a stormer in that regard. Um, yesterday then, before the game, it was actually a bit surreal because when it, when the call came and we were so busy and so focused on making sure come the start and whistle we were ready to go, we didn't really process what had happened or what was going on. Mm. And then driving back in the van afterwards, and myself and Eve, we were chatting and we were saying, did, did that actually happen there before the game? Did that call really came and did, did what happened actually happen? So the players, to be fair, like they, they dealt with it really, really well, but it should have never gotten to that. Now, having said all of that, from my point of view, there's been a lot of back, backlash uh, yesterday evening on social media, even on the Sunday game was mentioned. The same this morning, knowing the papers, everyone's talking about it. I'm, I'm done with it now at this stage, as far as I'm concerned, that's... Other people can deal with that kind of stuff. We have five sessions between now and the other final, and that's all I'm focused on. We had a dry run yesterday at Crow Park before the final for Eric O'Shea, for the other younger girls, the Kylies, who, who wouldn't be so used to playing in Crow Park. They have that under their belt now. Yesterday was hugely beneficial to us, even though the circumstances surrounding it were a bit crazy. And that's a good point, like to draw a line under it. I mean, the fact uh, it, it's refer- it's unusual this year with no crowds there, Paddy. You actually hear the players a lot more, and you keep mentioning communication from Martina at the back right up through the middle to the midfielders and the forwards. It's constantly talking to each other. And um, the other thing, I suppose, your experience of previous finals and some of the some of the players' experiences helped you yesterday or helped you against Galway to get to get over like whatever was was going on. And that same experience would be vital now in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, certainly. And if that communication throughout the game, if that communication is constant throughout the game, then the focus is always there. But if if it gets quiet or if people stop talking, you know, that that's when people can kind of zone out a bit mentally and lose their way a bit. But once that once that communication once once it's vocal the whole way through, same in training sessions, then you know the focus is gonna be very, very high. Um we are really, really you know, we're we're really looking forward to a challenge in two weeks' time. Um we're very happy with how the last few weeks went. And again, in terms of having no crowd there or 15 substitutions yesterday, plus or eight players who couldn't talk out as part of the 30, but were allowed in, which was great. The noise they made from behind me was ridiculous. It felt like there was a crowd in the place. And I know a few of the players who were playing yesterday mentioned it, that there was times where they were making runs or they were trying to get a tackling and they felt exhausted. But when they heard that, that kind of, um, they were being egged on by the girls up in the stand. They felt, OK, I, I can't back out of this. I have to put the shoulders to the wheel here and keep on pushing. The, the girls are supporting me here, so I have to really push it on. Just finally, Paddy, you, you mentioned there yourself and Ify have spent a lot of time together 
over the last 12 months and especially on the road to and from the various matches in a championship where we didn't even know would happen you've been to Tralee been to Burr been up to Crow Park now as well um, I'd imagine it's a bit of an education listening to somebody like Evie with his experience um, and has been hugely beneficial for you as a coach yeah and I, in last year when I was just a goalkeeping coach with the squad um, I wouldn't be there in all the team meetings and that kind of stuff I wouldn't have been there as much as I am this year and there all the time though but even last year I did learn a lot you, you, you could spot straight away that you know how shrewd he is and he's a great idea on, on the game and he knows how he thinks it should be played um, the big plus for me is that we're, we're in total agreement that the basis of our performances and the basis of our structure is hard work um, and that you know we set a standard on how, how hard we expect the girls to work and if it drops below that then we step in but players players have been fantastic and they kept the standard up to that that height the other thing with Efi is he has a lot of trust in myself and in Connor um, and in Michelle you know he, he gives you a job to do he trusts you to do it and he, he'd even say to me what's the point of me trusting you to do a job if I'm going to keep on coming and stepping on your toes um, so you, you do know that when he does pipe up or when he does step in that it's something worthwhile listening to and that's good as well very last question. What what uh, are the non-football conversations like in the car? Because I've heard you a couple of times and you tend to be rattling and arguing with each other like a married couple. I think now I keep those comments. You've been asking me after our final conversations, I keep them to myself for now. <laughs> Might be a podcast in it, Paddy. Listen, thanks very much. Yeah, no problem. No problem. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Experienced Cork goalkeeper Martina O'Brien has enjoyed a phenomenal year. Not content with helping Clonakilty win a Cork LGFA Intermediate County title and the West Cork Division register their first ever County Senior title success, O'Brien kept a clean sheet as Cork overcame Galway to book their place in the 2020 All-Ireland Ladies Football Decider with all rivals Dublin. Martina O'Brien joins us on the Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast ahead of another All-Ireland uh, final appearance for the experienced goalkeeper Martina firstly congratulations on reaching another All-Ireland decider um, from your your career and involvement in inter-county football that feeling I would imagine is always a sweet one um, yeah look I suppose play, playing ladies football for for how many years now it's always the pinnacle you know of, of the season and um I suppose when you start out just in the inter-county scene at the start of the year like you obviously have your little um, goals along the way but this is is obviously the big one like this is the one you're heading for since um, since January so um, look, we're delighted to be there uh, it's been a long long season you know um, it feels like we should have about three All-Irelands played at this stage but um, no it's just fantastic I suppose uh, we've We've had a great year in a sense that, like, we had a great start to the league, and um, we we were flying it. And look, everything got interrupted in. But when we came back, we kind of regrouped, and with the management and everything, they they've just brought a great sense of, I suppose, <clears throat> energy into the whole thing. And um, starting off, like, you know, our first game against Kerry and getting a win there, and I think that's kicked us on mm. um, to the last two wins that we had. And and look, we're in another another All Ireland final. Um, you can't get sick of them. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just fantastic, and um, <clears throat> I suppose for for a lot of the girls, it'll be it'll be a new experience for for some. But um, there's a few of us that have been in there before, and and it's just where you want to be at the end of the year. You'd want to be sitting down watching two other teams play. Um, so look, we're really really happy to be there, and um, we look forward. Yeah, it is. It's something worth looking forward to, as you said, with the with the year that's been in it, but. 
have you had a chance to stop and take stock of the fact that you are an intermediate county champion, a senior county champion, and potentially, we'll say potentially, an All-Ireland champion? I mean, that is... I mean, you couldn't even script it, really, when you consider the year that everyone, the, the year that we've had. Yeah, like, that's something... Do you know what? I haven't actually thought about it. Um, and, like, hopefully there will be another one added to that, like the All-Ireland. Um, but it's it's been one hectic year, um, for sure. Do you know, like, as in with everything other than football going on um, but it's been brilliant like football has been a real saviour I suppose this year for a lot of people not just Jesus for me but like yeah. for a lot of people around the country and um, definitely for me it has been brilliant like since we came back playing in um, July or, or June July or whenever it was playing club and, and rolling on from that and it's been it's burning the world and really um, it's been just kind of success after success um, thank God this season but um, look it's not we won't be looking at, at the end result of, of uh, the All-Ireland final yet but obviously it'd be great to add, add another one Indeed it would um, one of the hallmarks of this Cork team this year from covering E and the route uh, to the All-Ireland final no fans nobody in the stadiums nobody down in Tralee nobody in Burr County Offaly and nobody or very few um, in Crow Park the communication and the lines of communication are very evident in in a kind of a half in an empty stadium. None more so than from your good self. Uh, you're not afraid to encourage your defenders when they make a turnover. But can I just put it to you that I'd hate to be the defender that drops a football in front of you, <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest possible sense. It, 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 all jokes aside, yourself, Darren, Hannah, uh, Mara, Callan, like there's a lot. There's a lot of talkers on this team, but there needs to be Martino when you're playing. You know, in in such at such a high level and with such such high stakes. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I suppose that's what we've tried to improve on in the last couple of years is is the communication and lines of communication. I mean, that's it's fine for me to be roaring and shouting and and whatnot. But like, if if our midfielder and talking to our half forward line, there's stuff breaking down there. But like, in fairness, like Roshi feeling there now will will always command the back line. Um, Hutch is forever talking and like. <laughs> I suppose the centre back position is is really pivotal there, where you're kind of telling where your wing backs are, are attacking. So you need them like up, obviously attacking, helping, but like you also need them get them back and do the defensive side of it. So I think like that has been really important that we have someone in there who's doing that job really well and telling people where to go and what to do. Do you know? I think that 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 need for organisation has been has been I suppose we've been wanting for it. Um, but I think it's it's really something that we've improved on proved on this year, um, and like we have girls throughout the team, and like if you like I know we'd be give, we'd be laughing. Melissa's very very quiet or whatever, but my God, she's well able to communicate on the pitch, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have that the whole way up. I think we we just you didn't have like Maz and Hannah in in midfield and insert look you've Kira and all the other experienced girls up there. I think it just has flowed through the team this year, and I suppose not having any. Um, any supporters in the stadium you probably just notice it more um, and it, it probably gives us a chance to practice it more as well because you can actually hear people um, so it has been look it, it's been something I suppose we've been working on but um, I'm glad that I'm not the only one shouting now that there is more voices <laughs> being heard <laughs> I meant that in the nicest possible term because uh, you could really <laughs> well, hear I told I've been I, I don't shout I screech so it's, it's fine <laughs> I'll leave that one go um, <laughs> just to bring it back to your opponents 
in the All-Ireland final. Let me just give you some names. Carla Rowe, Nicole Owens, Noel Healy, Lindsay Davey, Sinead Ahern, Sarah McCaffrey, Siobhan Killeen. <laughs> I could go on. This is, this is, as you know better than anyone, this is a serious outfit. This is a three-time All-Ireland champion going for four in a row. What do you as a team have to do to meet this challenge? Um, like, I suppose it's it's funny in a sense that tables are turned now to from a couple of years ago, do you know? Um, when we were the ones that were winning all Ireland and, you know, you'd be you'd be seeing all the, the cork the cork like the cork stars or whatever. Um, so I suppose it's look, it's not going to be easy for one. Um they're going for four in a row. Uh they're and you can see with the performance that they've had, they're well on their way to doing that. But in in a sense I suppose we have to kinda of just think more about ourselves for one and obviously give them the respect that they deserve. They're all Ireland champions. Um they're the ones to stop um, but we we do kind of I suppose looking from Sunday we have a lot to improve on but I do think that we are going in the right direction in our attitude and I suppose our work rate and we have ironed out a lot of things that we probably needed or that, that we would have um, like if they hadn't been flagged earlier on in the year that we would you know you'd, you'd yeah. be getting beaten by, by, by a lot by teams like Dublin but um, I think we have we have been building over the last couple of games and, and what we probably need to do obviously we have to improve on Sunday's performance there's no doubt about that um, we, there's a lot of stuff that we probably did if we do the next day we will get punished for it um, but I do think um, we're definitely going in the right direction maybe we just need to match their intensity as well do you know like they're ferocious in the tackle we need to stand up to that and we need to be able to take it take it on the chin and, and you know, move on. Um, we need to be able to give it back as well. You know, we need to be tough. We need to be hard. Um, and we just need to, I suppose, I say about showing them respect, but not showing them respect in another sense when we're on the field and, and like, just just really go at them. I think um, Donegal did it really well, actually, in, in the first game. They just let the shackles off and, like, just tore into them. Um, and the work rate just has to be through the roof, I think, from, from one to... 20 will, will be you know the, all the subs will come on in the day it'll just have to be a ferocious 62 minutes um, look they have they have accuracy up front they have brains across the field like Carlo never stops running you know she carries ball a lot so look I suppose there's a lot for us to think about and a lot for us to work on but um, I do think look we're going the right direction and, and we have another two weeks now to kind of sort ourselves out and get a game plan together and, and just kind of keep going with what we have and, and just build on that Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM Kiro O'Sullivan enjoyed one of her best outings in a Cork jersey as the Leesiders defeated Galway in last weekend's TG Carr All-Ireland semi-final. The Mornabi forward contributed 1-2 of her side's winning total and is now fully focused on going toe-to-toe with four in a row chasing Dublin in this year's All-Ireland final. Kira O'Sullivan, you're coming off a, a fantastic performance for Cork in the All-Ireland semi-final win over Galway where you scored 1-2, including a well-taken goal. First of all, congratulations on reaching an All-Ireland final and you must be absolutely delighted. 
Yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled, I suppose, from going to a year where it looked like there might be no football to be in an All-Ireland final now on the 20th of December. It's just unbelievable and we are delighted, I suppose, um, to get over the line and to get into another uh, final because semi-finals are just all about getting through and um, I think we put in a good performance yesterday to, to do that for us. One of your best games for Cork. Um, obviously, you've played three games to get to this point, but contributing one-two in the centre forward position is a fantastic return. But Kira, your work rate and the work rate of those around you, um, it had to be at its best because you're up against a really well-organised defence. That, that's it. It was all about work rate, and that's all what we spoke about beforehand. We said, you know, you can have days when you're missing shots, you can have days when you're, you know, missing balls, dropping balls, but there's nothing that can stop you working. And that was really the, the focus right from the start, from 1 15. And I think you saw there at one stage in the first half, Pearson Newman back and the full back line tracking Olivia Dively, um, you know, which is just unbelievable to see for somebody who probably is known for her scoring as well as tracking back or anything like that but that you know goes to show what what it means and, and the work rate that's required from everyone because if we're not working on the pitch we know that there's plenty of girls on the sideline will come on and do it so we have to and I suppose I think that's that's what won it for us yesterday we made loads and loads of mistakes and loads to learn from going into the final but we couldn't be disappointed with the work rate from everyone on a personal level, you must be happy with your performances. You've you've gotten better over the three matches that I've seen you in the Cork jersey this year. And as I said, scoring one two is is a very very is a very important return. And the timing of your goal was important as well as it swing it swung things in Cork's favour. Yeah, well, um, I suppose we um, when you're starting from a low base, you can but only improve. But I suppose, yeah, um, delighted with how things have been going, and me and Melissa have always, you know, had, had great um, battles and competitions. So when I saw her score a goal, I thought I'd have to do the same. I never, <laughs> never live it down from her. But no, um, I suppose like that goal when I'm watching it back now, I. I was kind of thinking, gee, mate, was Saoirse in a better position than should I have given it? But maybe she was in the square, so I don't know. But they rare, I, I rarely get them, so yeah, I'll, I'll take it when I do anyway. Okay, Galway, done and dusted, into an All-Ireland final, and you know who you now get to face. Mick Bowen's Dublin team have been the form team over the last six or seven years, gradually improving with each passing year. The two best teams in the country, in my opinion, are in the final. Would you agree with that? And how excited are you about the prospect of facing them once again? Yeah, well, there's no, there's no question who the best team in in the country is. You know, the three-time All Ireland champions um, going for their fourth in a row would obviously would obviously be the top, and then we're delighted to to be currently, I suppose, viewed as second, and and hoping to change that. But um, we know, like Dublin, are a formidable team, and I suppose to be reaching their seventh final in a row says enough about them. Um, obviously, watch them against Armagh, and you know, try to look at it. Not get focused on Dublin or you know anything like that because we still had a big job to do. But I suppose we'll go back and look at that game now again uh, and see. But I suppose what I was hugely impressed um, by Dublin was the fact that Sinead Hearn went off so early and they still ground out a win without somebody um, of her stature. So that was very impressive. Yeah, much like yourselves, Kira, they have the people off the bench that can make an impact and make a difference. Um, and that's going to be vital in the All-Ireland final that Cork have the same uh, effect from the substitutes bench. 
definitely and we saw that again yesterday like we had Ema Kylie there who literally ran herself into the ground yesterday and couldn't give any more and then Dara her sister came on and you know picked up the same role again and that's what you need you know to if you see Livy Coppinger on a bench um, you know you'd be you'd be wondering how is she not starting obviously suffered an injury throughout the year and missed a bit of training but to have her come in like I could name so many more of the girls um, and I know it's been you know well publicised the the competition to not just get on the 15 or the 20 but to get on the, the match day panel and I think it's no different with Dublin that the players they've come on or that they have coming on would start on a lot of inter-county teams as well A lot of preparation to be done between now and the All-Ireland final itself but um, those training sessions with Paddy O'Shea and with Ephi and with the backroom team are going to be as intense as ever but that's the only preparation you can have when you're going up to face a team like you said um, as successful as the Dubs Definitely, and I think that those hard training sessions um, and the AVB, the AVBs that we've had throughout the year are what has helped us improve from the Kerry game to the Cavan and again Galway at the weekend. Um, but we need to improve again. Like we played one challenge match in the year that was um, ironically against Dublin, and let's just say it didn't go great for us. So we're under no illusions that we have a lot of improving to do, and no doubt the lads will will pick um, you know certain things that we need to improve on from yesterday and work on them and I, I think a two week build up to an All-Ireland final is just um, the perfect amount of time you know you've kind of a week nearly to, to recover from the, the tough semi-final and, and a week to work on the stuff you want to improve on so um, we're looking forward to the build up and, and nice run into Christmas Are you somebody that gets nervous before big matches like this? You've played in so many for Moran Abbey and for Cork but do you still get nerves or are you just are you better at handling them all now? as I get older and I don't know is that because I am getting older and you know you can't help but think um, you know not could this be your last one but they're definitely getting fewer you know you look at the likes of Erica O'Shea yesterday and it's her first All-Ireland semi-final and she just gets lumped into Crow Park last minute and like personally I think in hindsight now it's absolutely brilliant to have had her have a game there Ema Coyley have a, a full game nearly there as well the, the younger girls who haven't but I was um, sickeningly nervous yesterday and it's funny the minute it gets changed to Co Park like the mindset you know straight away you're thinking God I'm not fit enough for Co Park so you're like oh I was fit enough for Parnell Park but all of a sudden I'm not fit enough for Pan- or for Co Park so it's funny how, how the mind works but I was definitely very nervous yesterday and I don't think it gets any easier with, with age or experience Fair enough and um, look you have an All-Ireland final to look forward to and we're delighted for you and, um, and for the performances that you've been putting in yourself in a very talented Cork team but before I let you go Shane Ronane uh, your Moran Abbey manager has stepped down as Tipperary manager uh, this past week um, your reaction to that and also the news that he'd probably he's now freed up to have more time to spend with Moran Abbey but the success that he's had uh, with Tipperary uh, is just underlines his quality as a manager yeah, I suppose um, down through the years, uh, I couldn't have spoken highly enough of Shane. Um, I know from talking to him over the, the last two weeks, you know, he agonised over this decision and it wasn't one he took lightly. And I suppose from a selfish point of view, I just wanted to make sure that whatever decision he made, it meant he was staying with Mornabby anyway. Um, so he is, thankfully. But I suppose if you look at the record that Shane has with Chip in the space of four short years, um, to All-Ireland titles, league titles, um, up to senior and from Division 3 up to Division 1. Um, it, it's just unbelievable, but it's not surprising having worked with Shane. Um, I think he'd be a big loss to Tip given the how much he's brought them on and I suppose the respect um, that 
those girls have for him but definitely big shoes to fill um, but I think you know a very tough decision for him but one that he he's happy with now and just finally here obviously we wish you all the best in the upcoming All-Ireland you and all the Cork team in the All-Ireland final against Dublin five days before Christmas I mean if somebody told you that at the start of the year you wouldn't have known how to answer it but it is where you want to be irrespective of the time of the year and a reflection of how Cork football is growing and getting stronger once again Definitely, it's funny. I think in years to come, when we look back and you see that it was the 20th of December, you know, you're kind of wondering what was going on. But um, we're just delighted to be there. It, it's great for Cork football, I suppose, in a year where there wasn't, you know, underage where normally we'd have maybe the minors in an All Ireland final or something. This is kind of all we have now this year, and, and it's great to get to the, the final stage. But I suppose it's not much good if we don't go all the way now. So that'll be the focus over the next two weeks and doing everything we can to, to get over the line and. I suppose if we're beaten by a better team on the day, we can't have any complaints, but we'd like to think that, that we are good enough to win and it'll just take um, a, a big performance, honestly, a lot of work rate and a bit of improvement over the next two weeks. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. It's been a hectic few weeks for Cork's Saoirse Noonan. The inter-county full forward was part of Evie Fitzgerald's team that saw off Galway to reach this year's All-Ireland final. Before that, Noonan will line out for Cork City women's team in their FAI Cup final clash with Piedmont United. Noonan has been going flat out recently, but is enjoying every minute of her hectic schedule. Saoirse Noonan, um, when you're not leading the Cork ladies senior football full forward line alongside Anya Terry and Duran, you're knocking in the goals for Cork City. It's not so long ago we spoke about, I think you were, you were telling me you used to train on Christmas Day in the gym by yourself. Um, was it last year or the year before? And now here you are on the cusp of preparing for an All-Ireland final against Dublin. How how are things going? And could you have ever envisaged an end to a year like this? Yeah, look, I think it's been um, a difficult year for um, everyone. Um, we've all been kind of training ourselves, I suppose, um, in the background at the start of the year, um, hoping that we'd be able to, to get something, something from the year. Um, and thankfully now we... Um, we've got to the last leg of it and hopefully we can finish off on a high to be involved um, I, like your experience of playing in Crow Park you wouldn't have played in Crow Park as much as some of the other experienced players over the recent years what was that like because you were being very tightly marked by that Galway defence to put it mildly yeah um, I suppose I've only played in Croker twice uh, against Dublin um, every game in Croker is huge um, I suppose I would have had my mindset on playing in Parallel Park and I suppose when I heard the news I did get a bit nervous and anxious um, but again I knew I'd just go ahead and do a job um, it was a very I think it was a different game and there was a lot of nerves um, I was nearly more a defender I think with the game tracking back runners um, then being kind of near to goal getting shots off so it was again adapting to that game and just it's a big pitch um, to try to cover as much ground and get tackles in um, and prevent them from scoring and especially scoring goals um, which we were glad we did so. Now it's Dublin and you have a couple of weeks to prepare obviously and get ready for that. You know what's coming with McBone's side. You would have seen them yourself both on television and playing against them. Does that help sharpen the mind when it comes to the training sessions ahead of an all earn final? Um, this year I suppose I think we focus a lot on ourselves um, we only briefly spoke about Galloway um, one or two things that we wanted to focus on from um, defending them and attacking them but we mostly have been focusing on what we can do better each game which we have thankfully done again and I think it's got us where we've been 
So I think we're not going to change anything now. Um, we're definitely going to stick with our game plan go forward. There will be one or two tweaks. Um, and it's it's the Corky Dublin. Um, it's a game. It's an easy game to get up for. Um, everyone wants to be there. It's all in the final day. Um, what better way to end 2020 than being in all in final um, in Park? You must be pleased with your own form. I know you didn't get as many chances against Galway as the two previous games, Cavan and Kerry, but I'm thinking of that absolutely brilliant goal against Cavan down in Burr that day. You seem to be enjoying your football, Saoirse. Is that fair? Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed um, was the second half of this year, um, being on the pitch again. Yesterday, probably, I didn't get to get on the scoreboard and do what I like to do in score, and I probably after the game I was high a bit disappointed in that um, but when I talked back in the game I kind of felt I actually fulfilled my role in defending and something that we've really looked at and something that I feel like I've um, worked extremely hard at um, getting back to pitch more than I usually would have and small things like that so I've definitely been enjoying it um, as I said yesterday it was a different game for me um, kind of playing the simple pass is what we're always saying simple pass is the best pass um, and that's something that's drilled into us so it's a team game um, we don't care who scores at the end of the day once the job's done we win together and we lose together thankfully we've won our last three games and we're definitely looking forward to 20 at now How important is the I suppose the on-field bond that you formed with Darren O'Sullivan and Anya Terry um, in, in that full forward line with Cork your work rate and what you do off the ball as you've just alluded to there has been hugely important for Cork this year and you'll hope that you get the chance if you're picked for the All-Ireland final and those two players to do the same again Yeah definitely look the girls are phenomenal from from player 1 to player 38 like there's no one um, certain they have a position on the team or um, so competition is huge but when you go in that pitch and you've um, Darian on one side and then you've Terry next to her um, you know that there's no time to switch off and you've Finn behind you keeping your eye on your toes so it's phenomenal um, when you I suppose when you put in a good tackle or they put in a good tackle it lifts, it lifts the spirit um, handling yesterday with an unbelievable stop in, a, in an um, important time in the game um, Eric O'Shea as well just every player um, we just lift each other I think um, and we've really connected and clicked uh, there's still there's still lots to improve on um, and we'll definitely take a lot of from yesterday's game um, going forward and we're starting to learn some passes we make the, the correct passes some passes um, don't need to be made but um, yeah it's definitely strength to strength every game and um, we'll definitely be ready for the 20th now um, of all the players on the Cork panel, I've been most happy to see you remain injury-free. Um, considering the demands on your time with Cork City and with the Republic of Ireland international team, you must be delighted now that all that effort that you've put in off the field when you were injured seems to be benefiting you now? Yeah, I think um, last season I don't think I was, I was probably fit, but I wasn't as where I wanted to be. Um, this year I feel like being that extra fitter... Um, has allowed me to get on get on balls that I wouldn't have got on before and get in good positions um, and then do do the dirty work going back to pitch defending putting in those hard tackles and those hard yards um, but yeah like the training leading up to leading up to our games is, is really intense um, and we have an intense couple of weeks in the body we saw but then once you get in the field um, I suppose it's all worth it at the end of the day and like who else who else would want to be where else would you want to be uh, at the end of this year after putting in so much running so much running sessions so much gym sessions um, alone 
so much time trying to get fit and stay fit and stay healthy and to keep your body safe um, to now be in an All-Ireland final is just um, definitely, definitely where you want to be. And we're delighted to see you part of that. Um, I go back though again, you you were really tested against Galway, you got very little space. This Dublin team and the way they attack and the way they defend the next the, 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 the training sessions in the Cork camp and the lead up to the All-Ireland will now be the most important I know it goes without saying but because of the quality of the opposition you're likely to face this means you've got to put in your best performance of the season but the intensity of training should help you to do that but at the same time this is the best of the best that you're playing and you'll be hoping that you'll prepare properly and be ready for that challenge Yeah look I think um, the intensity of our sessions are extremely high um, our AVB games or um, like they're probably the hardest games you play in all year because there's, there's nearly no referee and there's tackles going in everywhere everyone's fighting for positions and everyone wants to make an impact and make a statement so um, these are all things that are definitely going to be um, planned to us in the next week and um, we'll definitely train extremely hard this week and then we'll look at the following week um, and eat ourselves into the game. But yeah, Dublin has normal side, but um, we're definitely ready to, to go ahead and give it a good, a good old lash. And uh, we've players to come on that can replace positions straight away. So that's a huge strength for us this year as well. Um, so we're definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be a tough task, but um, we're definitely ready for this one and we want to take this one home. I mean, it sounds like you're in a very happy place, Saoirse, in a very content place. I mean, you're preparing for a few players get a chance to play in an FAOE Cup final and uh, play in an All-Ireland final, but you, you sound like you're ready for this. Yeah, I think um, I've trained hard enough now. Um, I've looked after myself. I've tried to get myself in, in good shape. Um, and I've worked incredibly hard uh, in my training sessions to get where I am, so... I think it's these days that you look forward to and that you hope that all your training and your efforts um, will go to show on the day. And I suppose that's when I look back yesterday and I kind of say I was a bit disappointed that I didn't get on as much ball as I'd like to. Mm. Um, but the other stuff I have to take, take with it, not every game is going to be our best game. But um, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely ready and ready to go now for the next, the next two weeks and keep the head down and keep focused. So... Um, can't complain The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Away from all the All-Ireland Final headlines news broke earlier this week of Shane Ronane's decision to step down as Tipperary LGFA Senior Manager after four successful years at the helm The Big Red Bench caught up with the Mornabi All-Ireland Club winning manager to discuss his decision and how he helped Tipperary develop into such a talented senior inter-county setup during his time in charge Shane Ronane um, your four-year term or time with the Tipperary Ladies Football uh, has come to a, has come to a close uh, this past week. Um, first of all, how did you come to this decision? And secondly, how difficult the decision was it for you considering how successful you and Tipperary have been? I suppose, look, um, I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I suppose even over the summer during lockdown before we went back, um, I was, you know, looking at looking at what I was doing and was I doing too much or, you know, what, what do I need to cut back and what, where, where did I want to, you know, go for in the future, I suppose. And, um, you know, we, we put a big effort in, um, you know, once we went back there in September and we, you know, we performed very well in the two games we played. Um, and I suppose afterwards, you know, there was a lot of disappointment um, within the camp and a lot of very disappointed myself. But I tried to give myself... Um, 
you know, a few weeks to think about it clearly, you know, and not, not make any rash decisions. And uh, I suppose over the last three or four weeks, I've gone through a lot of things in my head and put down stuff in paper and where what I what I what were the pros and cons of staying on. Um, my two-year term, um, you know, I got an extension of two years from the previous, um, you know, the first two years involved, and the you know the term was up. So um, I asked the, the chairman, Lara Roach, in fairness, he was very good to me. He gave me plenty of time, didn't put any pressure on me uh, to make that decision, and. I just decided um, that I think might be the right time to go and might be right, might be right thing for me to do as well personally. And um, you know, on the second part of your question, it's an incredibly hard decision to make. Um, I've you know great fondness for for the players, uh, for the management, for I suppose the, the county, even the county board officers in Tipperary have been very very good to me. Uh, the sponsors have been you know there's been great support within the community in Tipperary and you know especially here in the school of care. Um, you know, to the Tip Ladies football team, and there's um, you know, an appreciation for what we do, and I appreciate what they've done for me as well. So it was a very, very hard decision, and you know, I suppose a very emotional one as well. It's a, it's been, you know, it's been an emotional couple of days thinking about it and trying to come to that decision because um, there's a lot of time and I suppose emotion invested in the last four years, and it certainly wasn't an easy decision to make. And I, you know, look, it's, it's something that I, I, I think I felt I had to do. Um, and while I, I understand and respect that answer as anyone would, the outpouring on, on social media after the announcement and the statement was put out just shows you the high regard that you're held both inside and outside Tipperary. Can I just ask you, considering David Power and the success of the Tip footballers this year, the hurlers in Tipperary not doing as well but still being very competitive, was there any kind of inkling look thing? And considering how well, Shane, your team played this year in the two championship matches, we're very unlucky not to win either of them, both of them. There was no inkling that maybe the timing, you know, I could give it another two years, or it sounds like your mind was made up. Yeah, look, I, I think it was even, I, I suppose the performances certainly would have, um, you know, maybe think again, maybe, you know, I probably had maybe a lot of decision made during the summer, but, um, you know, I think the performances certainly gave me a lot more to think about. But I, I just still feel that, you know, I've had a lot of time with a lot of these players. Um, you know, some of them were in school with me. They spent six years in school with me. I've been involved with some of them at third level as well with UCC. Um, and four years then, you know, in the job itself. And I think, you know, maybe there's time for a, a new voice and a fresh voice. And look, lots of them will say that there isn't. And, you know, um, but maybe maybe the decision won't be the right one, in, you know, in the long term. But I think, uh, you know, based on what I, what, what I was reading into my own, uh, in my own way of feeling, um, you know, there was no animosity whatsoever from any of the players. Um, I, you know, I'm sure that uh, they, they are very disappointed this morning. They, I know all the management who I spoke to last night uh, to let them know of my decision. They were very disappointed as well. So, you know, I leave um, on good terms with everybody, and I think that's very important. Um, and, you know, it was my own decision to, to, to go. You know, I wasn't pushed or, and, you know, I certainly think a lot of the players would, would, will be disappointed and, uh, you know, and I do feel sorry for them for that and, uh, you know, I'm disappointed that way for them. But, you know, I just feel that, I still feel, like, you know, I made the right decision. I think, you know, maybe a time for a new voice and a fresh voice and a fresh pair of eyes. Uh, you know, lots of young, good young players there. But there are, as I said, a lot of players that, I have worked for it for a long time and, you know, sometimes uh, a fresh pair of eyes and a fresh voice is, is needed. You've left Tipperary football in a much stronger position than you found them 
um, you've been able to tap into not just one or two players, but I think the entire kind of squad ethic, something you've done very well with Morn Abbey, that while every team has their kind of superstar forwards and, and you know, inter-county players, the overall improvement of Tipperary's squad, I think, is, is a real testament to the work that you put in, um, in, insofar as they now have a team and a 15, maybe to 20, 25, 30 players that they didn't have four years ago that can now make an impact in inter-county. Would you agree with that? Yeah, look, certainly. Um, I think you know. I, I suppose I came in at a, came in at a good time. Sure, um, there was a, a nice blend of um, experience and the youth were coming through. A lot of good underage work had been done, um, especially you know by the likes of uh, Ed Burke, who was a, a selector and coach with me for the last two years. Um, you know, so I was coming in at a good time. I think, um, and uh, again, it was a, a fresh voice um, for for a lot of the players um, who hadn't worked with before. And I think you know the experience, especially I suppose of the last two years, especially. Uh, we have a lot of young players brought through. So there was five minors started against Monaghan the last day. Um, it's probably too many minors, to be quite honest with you, um, to be playing senior football at this level. You know, when you look at Cork yesterday, like Erica was the only only minor Cork had playing. And um, you know, I think the Tipperary squad is very young. It needs to gain experience. And, you know, I just feel that... Um, you know, maybe someone someone new in there coming in. You know, who has looked at got great raw material to work with. Um, there is that there is that uh, lack of experience. All right. Um, you know, like you know, a lot of the you know the old there's, there's very few older players in the squad. Like Samantha Lambert, who's the captain. Like she's the oldest player in the squad. And the next young next oldest player, I think, is 24, 25. So, you know, there's a very young squad there. Um, and I think you know they're they are in a good place going forward. And uh, look, as I said, I think maybe. You know, a fresh pair of eyes and a fresh voice might, might might be the best thing for them. And um, look, who knows what, what the future holds in as well. Um, something you were able to do very well was balance your commitments to Tipperary with Mornabi, um, as evidenced by all the success you had during those four years with that club. I assume, now that you're freed up from inter-county duties, that you'll have more time to focus on the club. Or would that have been the case anyway with the way the calendars worked out? Um, look, we're so lucky with the calendars. They ran into each other. It has been, I suppose, for, you know, six, seven very long years. Um, the, the overlap any time it, it occurred, you know, look, I was lucky with both both teams, with, with, with both Mornabi and Tipperary, to have very strong backroom teams who could, uh, if there was a clash, you know, they, they'd, be able to, they'd be able to take the sessions from me and things like that. Um, it rarely happened. We all were lucky that way. Um, and look, I certainly, I, I spoke to the chairman of Mornabi, um, you know, on Saturday, and uh, I, I indicated my, you know, my willingness to stay on again for 2021. Um, you know, and uh, I, you know, I, I haven't decided otherwise. You know, what else I, what else I might do next year? I might take a step back totally and just, you know, concentrate on the, on the, on Moran Abbey and, you know, maybe recharge the batteries a bit. But um, I had no decision made that way. But um, I was lucky that both sets of um, backroom teams were excellent and they were very accommodating in both I suppose the the the, the, the board in Morn Abbey and, and the board in Tipperary were very accommodating for me as well like they never put any pressure on me with regard to, you know if I had to miss a session or something like that there was, there was never any uh, never any hassle about that and you know I'm very grateful for them for, for that for that help and for that support for the last few years I know you had success with Tipperary but is there one moment that stands out for you, one memory that you'll take from your time, or was it a gradual overall thing? I suppose you know the I think the, the winning to the winning the All Ireland again last year after the very real disappointment of um of being relegated the year before, you know, and the things just didn't go away, and I suppose the the relief 
that we got the job done um, in Crook Park in 2019. Um, you know, it's a very good meet team who are back in Ireland final again this year. Um, you know, we were the hot favourites all year. When you're when you're hot favourites, um, you know, you've got to perform and the pressure's on you. And I felt it was a real pressure cooker situation. And um, we had gone back, stayed in the job to, to get the All-Ireland. And I think winning the All-Ireland when the final was blue in Crook Park last September was certainly a very special moment because it had, um, I suppose... Uh, proved that we were right to stay on and you know proved that you know the policy we took were going with a lot of younger players you know worked and I think you know that was very, you know there was a lot of satisfaction in that, in that moment in uh, September on and that's it for another Big Red Bench Ladies Football Podcast remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts you can also listen online at redextra.ie don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan, Valerie Wheeler and guests between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website, redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6pm, Cork's Red FM.